Beyond Yacht Rock is coming to you on the Feral Audio Podcast Network. To support this and other mind-blowing podcasts, go to feralaudio.com and shop Amazon through their Shop Amazon button. A percentage of each sale goes towards this and other feral artists. Michael McDonald, Kenny Loggins, Donald Fagan, Jay Graydon. Jay fucking Graydon! Jay fucking Graydon! Hearing those manly names makes you feel testosterone pheromones digging deep into the folds of your animal brain, mm. compelling you to fight or fuck, mm. depending on the urges our lord and sir. Wait, what is this? <laughs> this is Adele! I fooled you guys, didn't I? Ugh, you did, kind of. I fooled you. Uh, it's a terrible joke to play on someone, JD. Sorry, <laughs> this is a mashup. You remember those from the aughts? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was yeah. a big trend. This is called Deep Freedom by a DJ named... CJR. Deep Freedom. <laughs> Deep Freedom. But CJR, pretty memorable name for a DJ. But you know, if you guys, if you audience out there have watched our all-man web show Yacht Rock, you'd think you'd have to mash a lady into a Yacht Rock song to create a woman of yacht. But I swear, it's not entirely our fault we rarely talk about female, the female element in the smoothest of rock genres. There just weren't a lot there. They're hidden. Yeah, but like like all male-dominated pop music movements, Yacht Rock liner notes overflow with manzitions. That's a male musician, kind of a poor man's uh, portmanteau. Oh, or as yeah. I like to call it, a poor man's toe. Oh, yeah! <laughs> boom, boom, boom! Boom, 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 boom. Uh, my point is, like all nautical statutes of yore, it seems in Yacht Rock, women are not allowed on the ship. But there are exceptions to every statute of yore. So we oh, have done. Yeah, we have dug, and we have scrounged, and we have listened to every female artist upon whose album Jay Graydon has played guitar. Making the grade! Jake in the grade! Maybe. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. <laughs> and we we are excited. You should have thought up your own portmanteaus, Dave. Uh, I, I, I don't think you spent a lot of time thinking about them. I'll tell you what I have been thinking about. You said this was CJR? Yeah. What if it's C Junior? Fuck. I think right? the R is capital. I don't know. It's a weird one of those weird DJ names. Hey, everybody. Anyway, ready? JD. So we are excited to present to you today the talent, the torment of the women, women of, of Yacht. Join us as we do the research now that we should have done 10 years ago. Beyond Yacht Rock. But first... This is a Beyond Yacht Rock podcast. We make up arbitrary genres and count them down. But it's episode 20. Big deal. Episode 20, everybody. Yeah. Hey, we made everybody. it. They said we'd never make it. So we're, yeah. doing, we're just doing uh, our genres, Yacht Rock. And we're focusing on women who have done Yacht Rock. I'm J.D. Riznar. Hollywood Steve. Hello. hello. I'm Hollywood Steve. David Lyons. Hey, I'm David Lyons. A Hunter Stare. Hey, I'm still allowed to be on this podcast after last week. It's unbelievable. I can't believe you defended so much pedophilia. Uh, Without reservation. Don't put that evil on me. So even though we're doing a Yacht Rock episode, we're still going to throw a bone to Yacht Rock. Hunter, what is this song we're listening to? Uh, right this now? is this is the first lady of Yacht Rock. No, it's Kenny Loggins, Heart to Heart. Classic. This is, this is uh, this, I believe, I believe, what a fool believes is that this is the perfect Yacht Rock song. It's the best, and it's my personal favorite. Oh, so it's too bad we didn't put it in the show. Uh -huh. Well, it was a little later. Uh, that's true. Oh. 
This song's written by Loggins, McDonald, and David Foster. Yeah, we didn't know who David Foster was back then. Yeah, that's true, yeah. The background vocals are like a Michael McDonald parody. It's not him, it sounds just like him, though. And Loggins does this sometimes. Like, if Michael McDonald's not available, he finds someone else who can come close. And they also do this song live once, mm -hmm. like the two of them together. And it's great, you can find it on YouTube. Michael McDonald forgets the words in the middle of it. <laughs> he's just start... never, he'd never done it before. Yeah, and he yeah. just starts going, I wish I knew the, song, the words of this song. But it's great. <laughs> Here's who's doing a Michael McDonald impression in this song. It's Richard Page and Steve George of Pages. Pages! And later Mr. Mister. Yeah. Yeah. Page fucking edges. <laughs> uh, oh, we have fun. <laughs> uh, but Michael McDonald was playing the Rhodes on this song. Yeah. Oh, the, the Fender Rhodes electric Fender piano. Rhodes. The electric piano. Um, Real Rhodes scholar. I'll try to have you listen to the bridge. They should teach college courses about the bridge to this on this song. It's so good. Um, but Loggins, he brings something different to the table when he does yacht rock songs. Like, can anybody put their finger on it? Like, there's a Toto thing that they do. There's a Doobie thing, and there's a Loggins thing. They're all different, but they all are yacht rock. Dave made a Venn diagram, which she's showing us now, which, which is does good you podcasting. No good. Which is great podcasting. If you look at my Loggins, Doobies, and Toto Venn diagram. <laughs> They and meet the, uh, in the middle and it's darker. The, <laughs> the axis in the middle. The middle is, it just says smooth. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and there's also a smaller part of that Venn diagram that doesn't have a. It's not a perfect thing. It's, it's no, just, it's a smooth circle. Okay, so this is. I broke Loggins, Doobies, and Toto into three different categories. Loggins tends to bring the rock. Doobies have this bouncy pop. And Toto is more technically advanced, uh, probably with more roots in jazz. Steve could speak more to that than me. I would I say the Doobies exactly have a little bit more of an R&B tinge yeah, there to we what go. they do That's, to their you. yacht stuff. Wait, uh, who? Toto but, does? Yeah. <laughs> doobies. Oh, the Doobies, yeah. I feel the like Kid Track. <laughs> I feel like Toto is the, is the rock part of Yacht Rock, and Loggins is more of the traditionalist kind of folk. Yeah, his his smoothness comes from folk. It's like a it's like a a very smooth folk voice taken completely out of folk music and put in front of a rock or a, a, a yacht uh, background. I'll give it a little bit of a try. Well, I think what I need to do, sorry, Hunter, but I think I need to change the colors on my Venn diagram and then also print it in color. <laughs> Stop talking about your, it, the Venn diagram's terrible, by the way. Folks. It's terrible. The worst thing what? I've ever seen. I'll I try mean, to give I, some I, insights I on Kenny Loggins. Uh, he's a wild card. He's the wild. Wild man of Yacht Rock. He doesn't want to be boxed in. He wants to spread the fire, not just keep it. Um, with that said, he's the strongest vocalist. So he's the only one who like gets comfortable being the rock star, the front man. Everybody else kind of looks really uncomfortable doing it. He's the only one who's really not. Um, so where most of Yacht Rock is based on instrumentation and uh, it's born out of session work, uh, that comes to the forefront. Kenny has always been there. His, his vocals are always center stage. And so, as opposed to Michael McDonald, whose vocals complement the overall song, Kenny, his vocals is allows more sort of unique instrumentation underneath it, and his vocals then take the forefront and smooth the rest of it out. I agree. So he's allowed so he gets allows to play with different melodies, whereas the other guys don't have the vocal chops in order to do that. And because of that, he's mo he's really jazzy too. You don't you hear a lot of the jazz on this. He was folky, but he always brought a lot of jazz in his in his singing. Uh, he's smooth as butter, it's soft as silk. It kicks in, and it's just like in a rocking song. It's like man, what angel just dropped a turd on this song? 
because I love it. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like Yacht Rock. Kenny Loggins is the most some feminine. Sweet sex, too. Uh, David heard. Sanborn. Yes, David yeah. Sanborn. Uh, smooth jazz fame. Uh, Kenny Loggins really was the most feminine of all the Yacht Rockers. Really had the, the soul of a... Of uh, not the most masculine sweet, man. He has a sweet soul. Sweet soul. So he's, and yet he also man. sang with the most power. Paradoxically, he, yeah. he did. But he's a it's great a wild man. card with a sweet soul. He's great. A great guy to ease us into this countdown. Uh, this song is called Phoebe Snow. It's by Phoebe Snow. <laughs> it's called We're Children, and it's a duet with Kenny Loggins. Uh, uh, Phoebe Snow is a he's she's a uh, jazz blues vocalist. Blues jazz, City. really? Blues jazz vocalist. Yeah, come on. From New York City, New York City. Um, who everyone? <laughs> this is funny. Everybody assumes assumed that she was African American. She's actually Jewish, huh. including myself. Who up until five minutes uh, before reading that, I thought she was also African American. Oh, um, I thought you said up until five minutes ago you thought you were Jewish. I thought she was a bastard from the north. With the last name of the like snow John, game? With, John Snow! Yeah, thank you. Uh, uh, this is from 1977's Never Letting Go, where she's dipping a toe in the warm, welcoming waters of Yacht Rock. And here she's working with guys like Stephen Bishop and Steve Gadd. Drum guy. Yeah. Mr. Drums. She's getting the, the Gadd bod on this, uh, on this song. <laughs> and background, and uh, also background vocalist Patty Austin, which, mind you, might come up later in the quiz. There's a I won't mind that. <laughs> so, uh, Phoebe Sh Snow, Phoebe Snow. Let's talk about Yacht Rock women in general. It was kind of an uphill journey to find these ladies. Guys, do you want to talk about the struggles you had while trying to find women of rock? I do. Yacht women. And I want to say this was really easy for me because I did almost nothing. Um, I let you guys mostly Hunter. Hats off to Hunter for some deep, deep research on this. And when I started to research it, like way too late, you guys yelled at me because I was scratching the surface the surface of the depths you guys had already uh, gotten into. So thanks for doing the heavy lifting on this one, guys. Well, no really problem, Dave. I really like swimming around in the kelp of obscurity yeah. when it comes to these songs. <laughs> the kelp of obscurity. That's a new hashtag for this episode. Uh, I found it hard to find female artists who were exclusively yacht rock. Like, most of the best-known women on this countdown are going to be primarily identified with other styles, particularly singer-songwriter or R&B, um, and they sort of dabbled in Yacht Rock material as the style became fashionable and the production teams were available to help them make records for this new modern age of the late 70s and early 80s. So we just kind of had to dig around online for album credits, figure out which one or two albums this artist did in a yacht style. Uh, and most of those albums are largely forgotten. Like, they were probably critically panned at the time for being too bland and commercially. Oh no, this artist has sold out. They're making a forgettable commercial record. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so not many people cared about preserving that stuff and let alone curating it. Uh, so it was tough to find the actual music and then figure out what the cream of that crop really was on top of and that, that. And that song was a good example song because Phoebe Snow didn't do a lot of Yacht Rock besides that. And she also needed kind of Kenny Loggins to come in to, to yeah. make it a little yachty. Yeah, see, I almost feel like there's sexism. There's like a larger sexism in the music industry. You don't see a lot of female session players. So, and session players are really the key to the, the soul of Yacht Rock. And it seems like these female artists with yacht tendencies were kind of forced to ride this line of either disco or straight R&B. And the cool thing about this countdown is that we'll get to start, we'll start to get the sense of like how close to disco 
an R and B yacht rock can be. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think it's fully sexism. I'll, I'll make this sh- short. I think a lot of it had to do with it's kind of this unicorn uh, theory. Is like I like this theory a lot. They, they, every time a woman would show up at a at a at a yacht rock session, some producer would be like, "Whoa, I've never, not many of you." I want to take you and make you a star because there's this void that needs to be filled and they weren't yet sort of they needed to be on more backgrounds of more albums in order to fully understand that the sound and so they were thrust forward and made them into a pop star before they were really ready for it like not everybody but I think yeah, a lot some of them, them some of them hadn't found their own voice yet yeah they and the needed ones that to find had their found their own voice they were sort of forced into this different genre. Yeah. You sound and like also, the record executives, Dave. Oh, you haven't found your voice yet. Oh, we're going to have you do disco because you can't handle doing your own thing. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Call me. The other, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll plug you into this, but call me when you have something good on your own. Okay. The other part of the disco thing is that like, really early on, David Foster and David Page from Toto had an early success co-writing Cheryl Lynn's Got to Be Real, which is big disco. Like, it's pure disco. There's nothing yachty about it that I can hear. Uh, got to be real, uh, and they probably tried to replicate that blueprint a little too much. You know, another another possibility that the, that made this difficult is that yacht rock is a myth, and we're all fooling ourselves trying to pin it down. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like like when scientists try to pin down the smallest form of matter, and they keep discovering endlessly smaller particles that throw into question the very nature of existence. Exactly. How like dare that, you, Steve? I've heard these yacht rock sirens, and they're real. Twelve. That's right. We're doing twelve with bonuses. This is this is gonna be nonstop today. Yeah. Uh, no, song twelve is "Are You Thinking" by Denise Williams. All of Toto plays in this album. Uh, there's even a couple Totos on this song, uh, but the track has an interesting piece of personnel trivia. The guitar duties were split between Steve Lukather of Toto and Ray Parker Jr. before he was a star. If you have a tune and the guitar's gotta be smooth, who are you gonna call? Ray Parker Jr. Thank you. I never knew Ray Parker Jr. as a guitar player. Not just a guitar player, a sexy guitar player. Well, I'll tell you what, I am on board. But you can see the travesty of women of yacht already. We're legitimizing this as a yacht rock song based on the men working on this song. Uh, to make everyone else feel, to make everyone feel better, there's a song in this album, co-written by uh, a woman we'll feature later on, Carol Bayer Sager. But sadly, it's also co-written by David Foster. It's like somebody says, "Don't let those two yacht rock women in the same room together without supervision." I just, oh, to Carol, be fair, to be fair, sorry, Steve. I just want to say that we do the exact same thing to the guys too. The, like finding out who's on your album is a, just a thing that you do when you're talking about yacht rock. Also, Carol Bayer Sager was mostly a lyricist. Like she like somebody else writes the music. She writes the she writes the lyrics a lot of the time. It's, uh, sometimes, how, how, sometimes that's how things tend time. to break down. Maybe not all the time. Probably not all. The time. Listen to this. Listen to this. That's got been in my head all week. Yeah. It's smooth as fuck. Yeah. That's 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 got Sager all over it. <laughs> Make some stuff up. Okay, Carol. Um, so early in her career, Denise Williams, who we're talking about here. Uh, sang backup for Stevie Wonder. And you kind of hear that in the song. I think you hear a little bit of that. The Stevie Wonder influence? Yeah, you hear that influence. Once um, she was signed, one of her mentors included Maurice uh, White of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, when I found this out, I thought maybe there is something to exploring Steve's yacht soul genre. I'm going to convince the shit out of you, bruh, eventually. Uh, maybe episode 30. 
Uh, Denise Williams is also known for doing Let's Hear It for the Boy. Yeah, hanging out, Footloose with, soundtrack. Hanging out with K-Logs. That's right. <laughs> the Footloose soundtrack. And, uh, of course, Denise and Johnny Mathis, who makes things way too smooth to be out rock. Uh, they did a lot of stuff together, including the theme song to Family Ties, one of the smoothest TV themes ever. I never realized that was the two of them. Yeah, yeah. it sure is. We should do a Rock Yacht theme song show, and I'm going to convince the shit out of you eventually. Well, look, it's thin pickings out there, my friend. Maybe, rock Yacht? Maybe I'll blow your mind. Hell yeah, it exists. Denise Williams? Welcome to the boat! Welcome boat. to the boat, everybody! Denise Williams! What? Your mama don't. Yeah, dance that's and some. That's some. Don't. Yeah. Oh yeah, that kind of is. Come on, kinda. <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, I didn't. This this always sounded yachty to me, and I don't know why. It felt like kind of a hard sell to you guys. The production, the radio gold pop aimings, the deta- the detached emotional lyrics, that opening riff. Yeah. yeah. It, it the sounds, smooth breezy it keyboard. A little bit about your this is Ricky Lee Jones. This is Ricky Chuck Lee. Yeah. Chuck E's in love. That's okay. Chuck okay. E's in love. This song is definitely yacht-esque. Uh, a twangy, possibly acoustic guitar. That's a little too it's, harsh for me. It's very yeah, singer-songwritery uh, for me. And there's some goofball parts in here. There's an only time guitar and voice breakdown. But the song does have a great bounce. And, and that she, organ's great. And she has that... She kind of does the log and vocal thing where she can smooth out those clang. You, like you don't hear the clanginess in the background because you're so focused on her. Yeah, I tell you when I hear this Ricky Lee Jones song, I'm like, oh, Cheryl Crow is influenced by somebody here. Cheryl Crow totally bit Ricky Lee Jones' style. Eat a dick, Cheryl Crow. Yeah, we took the piss out of Cheryl Crow. Finally, finally. finally. Uh, I kind of like Cheryl Crow better than this. She's fine. I mean, I do hear the singer storyteller in it. It's so it's not very. Perfect. It's like there's very much a spotlight on the lyrics and jazz rock swing, which is not fully like. It's not fully jazz. Yeah, you get that kind I of. I feel like I feel jazz. like it was lear- probably learned more through Joni Mitchell or Laura Nyro or I, don't, I hope I pronounced that name right. What? Well, here's, here's this is why it's number eleven. Here's Laura? this goofy part here. This is, yeah, this is the part that makes yeah, it 11. Yeah. You know but what I mean? Another thing that gave me pause about putting the songs in the countdown is because Ricky Lee Jones is pretty famous and is pretty has a lot of a lot of material, and I don't want people to go, Oh, Ricky Lee Jones is Yacht Rock, they said so, because she's not. She's just she's she's done one yacht song, and this is it. From her from her classic singer-songwriter album. I would yeah. say I would make a case a case for two other songs, one Young Blood off the same album, and then Pirates off of her next album. But the point is made. She is not a full-time yacht rocker. I don't think Denise Williams was a full-time no, yacht rocker. A not a lot of these. A lot of these women are, but Denise Williams at least is kind of obscure enough where yeah. like and not nobody is going around going, maybe Denise Williams yeah. is yacht rock where we can but like Ricky Lee Jones, that's a dangerous one because I don't want people to listen to her music and go, oh, this is, must be up, Rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's dangerous. We're going to get a lot of Twitter questions. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> Problematic. Uh, I just do, do want to say that Ricky Lee Jones did a, uh, did a song with Steely Dan later called The Horses uh, with uh, Walter Becker called The Horses. Which was later covered by Kenny Loggins, which is the only direct connection between Steely Dan and Kenny Loggins of them doing a song together. That's the closest you get. Challenge is on. Let's find some more. Good bridge. Later, though, we got a lot of women to get through here. Uh. 
Number 10. All right, gentlemen, I found this one off of some major, major Googling, heavy, deep Googling. This is uh, Temptation by Leah Kunkel. Uh, she was the younger sister of Mama Cass Elliot from the Mamas and the Papas. Uh, and she married session drummer Russ Kunkel back in 1968. Yeah, Russ Kunkel. Kunkel! That's where she got the name Kunkel. Yeah, <laughs> big fan of Russ Kunkel. He was one of the drummers in a photograph in Spinal Tap. Isn't a Kunkel an, an uncle who's like really fat below his belly? Yeah. That's a Kunkel, right? Yeah, he's just got a Kunkel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Leah. <laughs> you mean like bladder fat? <laughs> yeah. Back to Leah. Uh, Leah's career, she worked She worked as a session vocalist for Jackson Brown, Carly Simon, Stephen Bishop, James Taylor, and Art Garfunkel, and Garfunkel was the one who got her a record deal with Columbia. Uh, this is from her second album, I Run With Trouble, from 1980. Uh, the title track of that was later sampled by Lil Wayne. Oh, uh, Steve Lukather plays guitar on this song, and there are other members of Toto all over the album. Uh, I hear a lot of like like a funkier Carly Simon in these vocals, uh, and then Steve Lukather puts enough stank on it to make the temptation sound a little more sexy. Yeah, yeah I hear. But a nice, I dig this track. I hear a nice soft organ in this song. Uh, yeah, nice and flaccid. It's like a. I think it's a Hammond huh. not going through a distortion pedal. It's not through like, the Leslie speaker cabinet. Yeah, it's like a nice soft uh, organ bounce. And they, I don't think they needed that four on the floor disco beat. Oh, I think it, it livens it up. I think it, it does. I'm just temptation saying. Temptation is now sexy. But it, but it's like it, this is that thing where they're trying to make these women uh, disco artists, and they were like, "Hey, Jeff Pocaro, throwing a little." <laughs> Guys, that. what if Carly Simon did disco? Let's make it sound like that. I think she would have been way more famous if she went with her married name instead of Kunkel. Who wants to buy an album by somebody named Kunkel? Yeah, I she should have just gone with Mama Leah Elliot, or, you know, maybe like Auntie, since she wasn't in the Mamas and the Papas. Auntie Leah Elliot. My name is Leah. Oh, Leah who? Leah Kunkel! <laughs> welcome to the boat! Leah Kunkel, welcome, welcome to the, to the boat! boat! One of mine. Let that, let that uh, just kind of melt over you. <clears throat> All right. So this is uh, Patty Austin, which is going to be on the quiz. <laughs> what quiz? I better mind that. Uh, it's all be. This is a song all behind us now. Uh, I when I hear this song, I hear a a. Early mid '80s Michael McDonald song. I hear him singing on it, and then all of a sudden, Patty Austin comes in, and it and it sounds like a bit too much R&B. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's number nine, but man, it's smooth. Yeah, the production leans real heavy on the R&B side. This is really a yacht rock song, riding that line and dipping over to R&B. Uh, I think she. I think she has the voice to pull it off, though. That's the thing. Oh, for sure, she's oh, great. She drags it back. Um, Steve pointed out to me this kind of has a quiet storm sound, which of course makes it a hard yacht rock sell. But like, um, but I think there's crossover there. Like, like Patty Austin would be near the top of my hypothetical yacht right, soul. List. Listen to this. The chorus is great. Yeah. But if you listen, 
You can hear the bass and drums are mixed more prominently, and they're harder than you hear in like a white guy's yacht rock song. <laughs> this is. <laughs> It's got, it just got this they're, richer tone. Yeah, they're bringing the rhythm section forward. And there's also, you'll hear a lot of production cliches that you hear all over classic R&B stations like 94.7 The Wave here in L.A. But <laughs> or That's an easy listening station. But you hear More like, it, it used cliches. to be smooth jazz, and then they broadened the playlist. To now you got to go to uh, K-Jazz, 89.1. And did you know that Patty Austin was known as the Queen of Jingles? Because that's how she got her start. She was doing a lot of jingles for Burger King. Oh, good money in that. Um, she also wrote a song for on Kenny Loggins' Celebrate Me Home, which is great, called I Got the Melody Deep in My Heart. Yeah, I listen to that song. It's good. It reminds me how good Loggins is. I forget how yeah. good Loggins is. And that's a great album. We, need yeah. to, we may need to do a tribute to that album, because that's a great album. Fun fact about Patty Austin, not from Austin. Uh, no, she's uh, from Harlem. Yeah. Also, not a Patty. She's actually a fully formed human being, not <laughs> squashed down into yeah. something you can put on a bun. Yeah. Um... And let's, this is a fun fact about this song. It was written by Ambrosia's mastermind, David Pack. Oh, he's mm. good, yeah. You can really hear the melodic elements of Ambrosia's biggest hits, like Biggest Part of Me, Absolutely, You're the Only Woman. Yeah. Uh, and although Pack's writing is a little too sentimental for me, for my yacht tastes, uh, there's no doubt that he's part of the yacht world. Oh, yeah, he's definitely yacht. And in addition to working with uh, Kenny Loggins, she also did background for Steely Dan, Toto. I like to do the reverse. Instead of the people working on their albums, what did they do? And she did Steely Dan, Toto, David Sanborn, David Foster, and earlier, Phoebe Snow. Now we can start dropping uh, some of the women. Because um, <laughs> now you know their names. I saw Patty Austin in concert once. She was playing with Michael McDonald at 94.7 uh, The Wave Fest. Oh, yeah, Wave Fest. Um, and she came out and she did her James Ingram song, uh, Baby Come to Me. Oh, which is the number one reason I wanted Patty Austin on this. Mm is because she is one half, or is it third, of a number one hit song, Baby Come To Me, and I would argue it's Yacht Rock. And it's, it's, it's definitely going on the Yacht Soul list. Oh, that, it's, that triette is so smooth. It's phenomenal, and she came out and she's like, this is a duet I did with James Ingram, and I got a special guest who's gonna help me sing it, and I'm like, oh my god, Michael <laughs> McDonald's here, he's gonna come out. But she's like, it was it's Paul me. Reiser. It was Paul Reiser. <laughs> was, that was the same concert. That was the same concert. Was, if you guys remember the she, story from a couple um, weeks ago. And she goes, it's just going to be me. I'm going to sing James Ingram's parts. And she did a spot on James Ingram impression. It was really, really it's good. One of the most beautiful things it I've was ever amazing. seen. She was her own special guest. She was her own yes. special guest. And she did oh, a spot on James yeah. Ingram impression. She's a genius. Patty Austin, not a hamburger patty, not from Austin, but talented nevertheless. And I want to say, it's this weird thing that Michael McDonald, her voice, and James Ingram voice, their voices, they all, to me, they all have a kind of the similar sound. I don't know what they do, but when I listen to them, I kind of hear the other one. So when they do that triad, it sounds it's, amazing. It's, it's, it's like is Voltron it like, coming is together. Is it like something where somebody, have, <laughs> somebody who has a natural lower register kind of sings at the higher end of their lower register, I maybe? Think maybe that's it. I, or, or just how they enunciate the words, or there's something to it. I don't know what it is, but yeah. But Voltron. it's like butter. Like Voltron. Hey, Patty Austin, welcome, welcome to, to the, the boat! Sorry, Dustin. He left a long time ago. <laughs> eight, eight. Listen to that doobie bounce. Yeah. This is Nicolette Larson, When You Come Around. I stumbled upon Nicolette Larson as Yacht Rock years ago when I looked up who else doobie producer Ted Templeman produced, and I heard this super smooth song, A Lot of Love, uh, that Nicolette did. 
Ted, but Ted also produced Captain Beefheart and Van Halen. So uh, a producer credit by Ted Templeman doesn't necessarily make someone yacht rock. But Nicolette is definitely in the crew. She worked with Michael McDonald and Toto members a lot, and has a nice, really smooth kind of country sound. Did you say Van Halen? Yeah, he did. He said Carol Bayer Sager and also Van Halen. I've I'm, also heard him say Ragged. I'm, tr I'm trying. I'm trying to get out of my Michigan accent. Are you? Yeah, that seems uh, just, yeah, seems know. like you're regressing. Listen, uh, eat my dick, fellas. Okay, oh, I love it. I'm not. I didn't bring that up. Oh, I, I really want you to eat my dick. I think oh, okay. It would feel good. I would like to watch and that. It would make uh, it make me feel happy. Anyway, let's not change Nicolette Larson. Yeah, Nicolette Larson is uh, she's best known for a lot of love. It was written by Neil Young, and he gave her uh, her first break when Linda Ronstadt sent sent him her sent her him his way. Linda Ronstadt, uh, important proto yacht artist. Yeah, she was she was featured on a Neil Young album. Um, and Ted Templeman's on this album playing percussion, does some background vocals on this. Oh. Uh, and you can you heard that influential Doobie Bounce, and you can hear it in the chorus yeah, of this song. Right off the top, it, and it kind of carries throughout. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Ooh, yeah, I'm bouncing. So uh, Michael McDonald's sister Maureen sings background vocals on this song. She works with Maureen works with Michael a lot. Uh, never had much of a solo career. Uh, I think she deserved one. It's yacht rock sexism once again. Uh, they love giving ladies a chance. I just think that maybe there is a case of uh, one too many McDonald's, which, by the way, <laughs> is uh, the, doesn't bother the rest of the country. Na name of my '90s, uh, my '90s TV show starring Michael McDonald. One too many McDonald's. Huh. Huh. <laughs> no, just that's it's a joke. No. This is the Michael McDonald from Mad TV. That's too many. No, 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 no. no I meant the other one. Or they could be roommates together, and then it would be one too many. McDonald's and McDonald's. Uh, this is from a. They could live on a houseboat. He probably did. Houseboat McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Back uh, to Nicolette Larson. Yeah, this is off a pretty solid yacht rock album called. Ra oh, this song's over. Oh Fuck God, it. that was. Check out her. Song. I'm sorry. Her, her, her album okay. Radioland. Yeah, check out her album Radioland, and um. And the first, like, it's kind of a Yacht Rock album, but the first song is like this weird Rush ripoff. You gotta hear it. It's nutty. It's weird. Okay. Welcome to the boat! Welcome to the boat! Seven. Oh, Ooh. man, I dig this one. Mm -hmm. You hear a little bit of a doobie bounce in there. And it makes perfect sense, because it was a doobie song first that she co-wrote with Michael McDonald. This Who's she? Carly Simon. Whoa! Whoa! It's called You Belong to Me. We talked to her a little bit earlier. Talked about her a little bit earlier. Uh, her version, a year after the Doobies release, reached number six on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm. She was also nominated for a Grammy, but lost it to Anne fucking Murray. Boo! Anne fucking Murray! Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Anne fucking Murray! Like Ricky Lee Jones, she's kind of dipping her toe into Yacht Rock. Carly Simon's not a Yacht Rocker. Yeah. Clearly Ruth established Ruth. artist, but like, let me uh, see what I can do. And we, we, we tried to stay away from covers. But let's make this clear. It's not a cover. She yeah, co-wrote co it. She had all, all the agency to do her own version. This is her version of a song she co-wrote with Michael McDonald. And when Michael McDonald's touched it, it's smooth. But, like, this this version was a bigger hit. This was a top ten hit. Yeah. Why didn't they let women do Yacht Rock? I don't know. It's frustrating. I think they would have let... I think she kind of wanted to do some different yeah. stuff. Well, fun fact about this song. In this case. It was featured in the movie Desperately Seeking Susan, which I haven't seen, but I think it's about a lady looking for her jungle cat named Susan in Manhattan. 
You're and, not far uh, off. Also, uh, <laughs> also stars Toto Muse, Rosanna Arquette. Oh, oh look at all these connections we're making. Yeah. Also, uh, Steve Gadd is fucking killing it on this song, and you can't even tell, which is the beauty of the Cad Bod. You don't even know it's there. The Gad Bod? Or the Gad Bod. He Cad said Cad Bod. I know. Bod. Gad Bod. That's, the, that's some Cadbury <laughs> egg after Easter. Um, uh, I wish we were at the sax solo right now. Hopefully, I'll bring it up when it comes up. But the sax goes out of control in this song, and it's smooth artist, smooth jazz artist David Sanborn. He's just—he's unleashed. Somebody needs to put a muzzle on him before he bites his sax in half. But that guy rarely breaks out of his seashell. That David Sanborn. Ooh, you yeah, gotta let him do it. When he does it, you gotta let him do it. Here comes the sax. He's not. This isn't as unhinged as it gets. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about Carly Simon. Please do. If we were talking about a, a dude that banged a lot of chicks, we'd uh, be like, hey, this dude banged all these chicks. This is a gender role reversal. Carly Simon banged a lot of dudes, and her list is amazing. Like high-quality dudes, yeah, is like your point. Really, um, well, let's drop some names here. Warren Beatty, whom uh, allegedly at least one verse of uh, You're So Vain was written about. Cat Stevens, Mick Jagger, Chris Christopherson, Whoa. Jack Nicholson, and get this, fellas... Russ fucking Kunkel. Uncle what? Kunkel. I don't have the whole story, but I sense a scandal. Yeah, because Leah Kunkel married him way back in the day. Uh-huh. Whoa. And we were talking about Carly Simon's influences on Leah Kunkel. We Let's were. Let's talk about her influences all over Russ Kunkel's dong. Oh, come on, guy. And Man, after all that piece of Purely speculative. Yeah. We get into it. She was married to James Taylor, which is famous. And there you have a wedding picture of the two of them on a yacht. And it's one of the most yacht rock pictures of the 70s. Mm -hmm. She's in a bikini. She looks amazing. He's in a suit. He looks super cool. My wife brought it up to me. And it's like, you got to talk about this picture. Your wife, Leah, who's lucky to not have the last name Kunkel. Yeah, Riznar is much better. <laughs> Riznar is a cool name. It really is. Short to Riz. It really is. Welcome so to the boat. Carly Simon, welcome to that boat. All aboard the Carly Simon boat. The bus oh, is stopping. We're gonna rock. Yeah, we're gonna take a break from the yacht rock and just rock with Kenny Loggins. Yeah, the I wish I had my Venn diagram back, but I made it into a paper airplane and threw it across the room. <laughs> Good. We're stopping in Washington State, the home of Kenny Loggins. And my birthplace. Really? I was born in Pullman, Washington, that's, home of Washington State University. That's an unknown fact. Yeah, I, it's unknown. a fun fact, you guys. That's, I moved away when I was two, and I have no memories of it whatsoever. Let's call it a fact. This is a good song no, to it's talk. Fun. This is a good song to talk about Washington because it's as close as Loggins ever came to doing grunge. <laughs> I mean, it's the same way that me talking right now is the closest I've ever come to singing for the Metropolitan Opera. Yeah. But, like, the distorted guitars are pretty badass. I feel like you slow it down and have Kurt Cobain sing it, uh, maybe with a better Yarl. Maybe it would fit right in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they, I'm sure those guys were all influenced by this. Yeah. Seattle sounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a wild card, this Kenny Loggins. He really is. This is this song is directly after what I consider the greatest yacht rock song of all time, and then he rocks. Mm -hmm. It's a wild card. His passion's pulled in two different directions: smooth yacht rock, heavy rock and roll. Yeah. Seems like a good conflict to base a web series around. Yeah, 
is also a lot like the state of Washington itself, which on the West Coast is urban and lush, insanely liberal. And, and then the East Side is a uh, oh, somebody's calling. Somebody's calling. JD. Oh, somebody's calling. Holy smokes! Somebody's calling through my computer. <laughs> that. <laughs> wow. wow. What a pro. Is it yeah. Kenny Loggins? Welcome to Washington! The east, side, the east side of Washington's dead and Republican. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Who else is from Washington, Jake? What a first! Um, Sir Mix-a-Lot. Yeah! Um, what else? Hart. Hart. Yeah. Hart. Uh, Queensryche. Queensryche. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, the wait. other, The other great Kenny. Pause. Listen to this. Oh, wait. Kenny G. Kenny yeah. G, you were going to say. Yeah. Listen yeah. to this. Listen. Listen. You hear that? His falsetto blended into the guitar solo. You don't know where the falsetto ends and the guitar... Brilliant. I didn't know Logan. he had that powerful a falsetto. Oh my gosh. He's a wild card. He's a wild card. This is what I'm talking about. He has this uncanny ability of, of making a what would be a Yacht Rock song. He puts his angelic voice in there and it confuses you. Or what, what would be a rock song. And he just confuses you. And it might, this kind of sounds like a Yacht Rock song that's been rocked up. This is, Dave, this is your rock yacht. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. I'm in. This is it. Should we get back on the bus? We and, got, we got six. Unless, you, unless you have to take another phone yeah, call. Yeah. <laughs> gotta check that message. Like, I know. This is, this I'm, is getting a, I'm getting a dishwasher delivered tomorrow. That was a delivery company. Oh. Listen. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Number six. What a moment. Oh, I dig this one. This yeah. is Kiki D. Love is a crazy feeling. And it is. Now, most people would be hard-pressed to name a Kiki D song that isn't a specific duet with Elton John, but she fucking brings it in this one, and it's oh so yacht. God, I, I could just hear Toto singing the shit out of this, but it turns out Toto doesn't have to because Kiki D takes care of it for them, but she's still got Toto to play the entire band to play on the album almost like Toto Karaoke kind of like Journey's karaoke act since 1998 yeah go see Journey just a karaoke show uh, now. Yeah. do they still have the uh, the Filipino guy yeah, Steve, Steve Philip uh, Arnel Pineda I think yeah. his name is uh, it's crazy that Toto had nothing to do with writing this song because it sounds exactly like a Toto song yeah. it's smooth music that rocks yeah and this, ooh, this should be a Yacht Rock classic right here. Yeah. This, this is put great. this on your Yacht Rock playlist and impress your friends. Yeah. Take Brandy off. Yeah. Put Kiki D. Love is a Crazy Feeling on. I have to confess that I'm completely ignorant of Kiki D.'s solo career. I think most people are. Yeah. It's, it's pretty remarkable. Uh, she was born in England. And then she did this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the story. <laughs> the end. Uh, hell of a hell of a lineup on this album. You've got Steve Steve Perry's boy Bob Glob. Bob Glob. Bob Glob. It just goes to show how incestuous the scene really was. Everyone hanging out together and playing Pro each other's songs. Problematic, Dave. Or, or maybe, maybe they just heard this and said, "Hey, why don't we go start a band called Toto?" And then they said Bob Glob to Bob Glob. Take a hike, Bob Glob. David Hungate is playing bass for us. Um, uh, I, have another, I have another theory about the namesake of Toto that, that fits uh, the theme of uh, today's show, being women. Um, Toto, according to Urban Dictionary, is used in many countries to reference the female genitalia. Though the language is not indigenous to one country, 
word has roots in Africa. Yacht rock sexism, man. And I know a Cuban lady mm -hmm. who grew up in Miami. Mm -hmm. And I know, like, when she would take a bath, her aunt would say, or aunt, as they say, mm -hmm. would say, be sure to wash your Toto. Huh? Really? Yeah. Weird. Toto to means... And you listen to Toto all the time. I love Toto. Toto's objectifying women. It's turning, it's turning women into a single body part. Welcome to the boys club, Kiki. Welcome to the boat! Welcome to the boat! Number five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dusty Springfield. Yeah. This is a good opener. Dream on. Good opener. We're, we're getting some real yacht shit going here now, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was co written by Carol Bayer Sager, featuring backup vocals by number six darling, Kiki D. Uh, wow. There we go. Together. That's what happens. Once you know their names, you can start saying them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Dusty Springfield, of course, is known for that great, great song, Son of a Preacher Man. Uh, released whole, in 1969. The whole album Dusty in Memphis is like a, a blue-eyed soul classic. Which is the perfect voice for Yacht Rock. Yeah. yeah. This song this song was released ten years later. It's a deep cut off her album called Living Without Your Love. The first thing that hit me about this one was the sweet fucking sound of that guitar. It was so beautiful. So smooth. I heard the same song in my childhood dreams. You know who played it? Jay fucking Graydon! Jay, Jay Graydon! Graydon. And honestly, it's it's amazing how distinct his style really is. And a fun fact about Jay Graydon, he worked on the soundtrack to the hit movie Navy Seals. Boy, that is a fun fact. <laughs> um, all the songs that I found on this list were started by, with a search on allmusic.com for Jay Graydon's credits. Jay fucking uh, Graydon. Allmusic.com represent... And also, I found out that Hollywood Steve did a lot of the reviews of some of these. And these I, I'm going to bet you that I, I think there's a 99% chance I don't remember writing them at all. I was going to say 90, so that's remarkable. That's why you're remarking on it. Hence uh, the remarks. Uh, what else do I have to say about this? Can I give a shout out to? I know it's not a not a not one of the ladies, but it's a dude. His name is uh, Jai Winding who played keyboard on this. Uh -huh. He's a guy who's on a lot of this stuff. He was kind of like the fifth or sixth guy they called if they wanted to, to be on uh, keyboards. He's kind of a Bob Glob, Jay Graydon type of guy. Don't compare Jay Graydon to Bob Glob. How well, listen, dare you? I'm just saying, if you need a keyboardist, you, you, you can't find the one that you wanted. You can't find someone from Toto. Or if you need a luxury real estate in Los Angeles, Jai Winding... Or winding. Or winding. Yeah. Never heard his name pronounced that loud. I believe it's Jay Winding. I've seen the pronunciation. Well, guess what? If you need luxury uh, real estate, you'll be winding up with a deal because he's the <laughs> tops in the, in the West Coast. No, no way. Sure. That's a fun fact. Um, what, what else did I want to say about this? Oh, her, this album of this song is interesting because her next album isn't yacht at all. She's dipping her toe in again. And her next album is Super Synth. And this album doesn't, like, other than Jay Graydon, David Foster, and Carol Bayer Sager, uh, there's not a lot of classic yacht personnel on this album, but it's a pretty good yacht rock album. Jire Jay Winding's on it. Jire Jay's on it, for sure. Jire Jay, Jay Winding Winding. We don't know. Hey, Dusty Springfield? Well, welcome, welcome to the boat! Number four. When did we become the gatekeepers? Ten years. Really? Ago. You don't know when we became the gatekeepers? I know. I just want to draw attention to it. We're not yet. 
we have to cut the head off of Tampa Bay DJ. Right. Uh, Drew uh, Garabo. DJ Drew. Yeah. And the Drew crew. <laughs> All right, Please refight a Twitter fight from two months ago on a podcast. <laughs> the bone. Super classic. Real raw the, Listen, the guy knows a lot about Yacht Rock. He, he does. Uh, Steve. as much as us. <laughs> Steve, what is this song? This song is It's the Falling in Love by Carol Bayer Sager. Yeah! Carol Bayer Sager! Uh, this is another one she co-wrote with David Foster. Uh, it appeared on her 1978 album, Dot 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 2. Two as in also, but it was also her second album. Uh, and it has backing vocals from Michael McDonald. And a year later, this was covered by Michael Jackson for his Star Making Off the Wall album, featuring Patty Austin on the backing vocals. Star Make, no one knew who Michael Jackson was before that. Well, he wasn't a solo star yet. Uh, he just finished growing up, basically. Yeah, Dave. Wait, are you saying that Michael Jackson finished growing up? Also, didn't he have like a, a single with Ben like five years prior? Yeah, but he wasn't a solo. He wasn't like a superstar solo act. Dropping the Carol Bayer Sager facts. Anyway, back to <laughs> Carol Bayer Sager. Uh, let's see. Uh, another song on this album, Shadows, was co-written by Alice Cooper, of all people. Huh. Uh, there are some total guys here. David Foster, Jay Graydon. Jay fucking Graydon! Uh, Bill Jay Champlin does some background Graydon. vogals. Um, let's see. Uh, Carol's, the her third album, the one after this, Sometimes Late at Night, was also pretty yachty. Uh, it had... It had the Pages guys, uh, and it was produced by Burt Bacharach, who subsequently became her husband. And that's he when was, she started departing a little bit of the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is they, my, wrote, they wrote uh, That's What Friends Are For together. Are you sure that Michael McDonald is doing background vocals here? Because it might be... I think this is the guy from Pages again. I think it is. We'll look into it. Unfortunately, we can't do our research live on the air, but I think I looked into it, and it's the Pages guys, so they're like the go-to fake Michael McDonald. I don't know. We'll see. We'll and see. I, I want to bring attention to Carol. She has a really unique voice. I don't know really how to describe it. It's not. It's the, a songwriter's voice. It's not the perfect yacht rock. It's more than that. It does something funny to my insides. I love it. I can't verbalize it, but I'll try. It's like a cat's tongue licking my heart. Huh. Ow. Yeah. Let's kinda, listen to it. Kind of gross. And also, I want to say, listen to her next album, Sometimes Late at Night. Yeah, that one I just That's named the one you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Steve. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to reiterate that it'll knock your socks off, and on the front cover, she's pulling up her socks for a reason. Oh. Because oh. it'll knock your socks off. Wow. That's, I'm glad that you listened to it because I had not heard it yet. I just kind of like looked at the crowd, like, oh, this. And I listened to a couple tracks real quick, and it was pretty yachty. It's really, and that's where you really hear that cat tongue licking your heart on that album. <laughs> this is a great example of a song that I mentioned earlier, a song that really rides that yacht rock disco line. Like, this song was really trying to score in the oh, disco yeah, charts. Yeah. Uh, but it's still yacht rock. So, Carol Bear Sager, welcome to the boat! Welcome to the boat! Welcome to the boat! Number three. That's right, gentlemen. It's the first lady of Yacht Rock, Mrs. Michael McDonald, Amy Holland, and her number 22 hit, How Do I Survive? Uh, this is from 1980. This got her nominated for a Grammy for Best New Artist. Uh, she did not win it. 
unfortunately. Uh, her album was produced by Michael McDonald, who also sang backing vocals on it. And after she married him in 1983, she would return the favor by singing backing vocals on his albums, which you have to assume was like foreplay for them. Let's do improv. Steve, Steve, I'll be, um, I'll be Amy Holland, you be Michael McDonald, okay? Okay, okay we're gonna do improv, okay. Okay. Uh, hey, honey, come down to the studio, we'll have a romantic evening, singing background vocals together. Oh, wait, do you want to sing backing vocals on my album, or should I sing backing vocals on your album? Wait, this was, I was thrown by this improv, I thought it was gonna go much worse than this, I thought you were just gonna say no. Uh, well, I asked the question, which is also bad, but it's not as bad as saying no. Oh, okay. Well, why, give us more Amy Holland facts. Our improv bit didn't. Welcome to Improv Nerd. Well, it's because he went off book. I know. Which I guess is the definition of improv. Um, <laughs> what else about Amy Holland? Uh, let's see. Okay, she originally moved to California at age 15. No to shit. To sign with the Beach Boys Brother label. Uh, never ended up releasing anything there. It's problematic. It's 15. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Uh, after her second album in 1983, she spent some time recording songs, including some duets, for movie soundtracks, including Scarface, Night of the Comet, Teen Wolf, and St. Elmo's Fire. Uh, some of those were produced by Giorgio Moroder. And all these things are making me wonder, JD, how many Yacht Rock plot lines did we squander by not doing this research earlier? A billion. And I want to talk about her Teen Wolf song. She sang the song in Teen Wolf, where that last moment of the basketball game, where Scott hits the basket and wins the game when he decides not to be Teen Wolf. And then Mike Piazza says, let's go out of here, to his girlfriend. <laughs> it's Michael McDonald's fucking wife singing that song. He does look like Mike Piazza. There was a rumor that it's Mike Piazza. That's a rumor. Look it up. Mike Piazza and Teen Wolf. <laughs> Watch the ending again to go. It's a whole conspiracy. It's a whole conspiracy. So this is Michael McDonald's wife, whose existence we never acknowledged or even knew about because we're sexist. But and she's working with Giorgio fucking Maroder. Like, what's wrong with us, Amy and Michael? I'm sorry we never pay, paid tribute to your great love. They're still married, too, guys. They're still married. Yep, super yep. happy, too. So, Amy and Michael, Leah and I will take you out for dinner. Meet us at the Crow's Nest in Tahunga. And we'll I buy you some prime rib. I knew of her existence, but this song never felt fully Yacht Rock to me, so I didn't, like, I kind of brushed it aside, because it's definitely, they're forcing her to do dance music for a, for a compilation album. If you think about it, though, What a Fool Believes got played in discos. Like, it got actual I, I, dance club airplay. I'm not saying it's not Yacht Rock. I'm just saying when I heard it, it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, wow, she's got a huge... But then, what I didn't know was her second album after this... It's called On Your Every Word. It is 100% Yacht Rock. It is not even a question. It's an all-star backing. I've it's, never heard it. I'm excited to hear it's it. It's amazing. I mean, just the fact, Michael McDonald's wife, he, he was sleeping with a lady who was doing soundtracks, and we're doing this Yacht Rock show. Yeah. About it's, all about yeah. it's all about the plot conflict. It's all about soundtracks. It's yeah. about Michael McDonald not wanting to do soundtracks, and he's sleeping with the soundtracker. And then later on, he, he and Amy did a soundtrack duet for One Life to Live. There was a song called All I Know in 1994. And it's fantastic. I'm telling you, duets with Michael McDonald might be... Cannot go wrong. It might be a genre we have to look into. Also, or, or married duets would be a good genre, too. 
Yeah. Also, thank God, Amy Amy Holland uh, survived a battle with breast cancer. Oh, uh, it's a it's a great yes. story. She wrote an article about it. Michael McDonald, Amy Holland, greatest people yeah, on great earth. Great people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. L- read their story, Mick Jagger. Go on the internet. <laughs> Uh, Amy Holland, welcome to the boat. Welcome to the boat. Also, the Pointer Sisters. He's shown so shy. Which this is a fucking jam. Yeah, oh, it's so good. This this what the this Pointer g- Sisters have covered some other yacht rock songs too, and we're yeah. staying away from covers. But this this is yachty. I'll get to that. But uh, this song reached number three on the charts. This is a huge yacht rock hit, and it's unassailable. This is a yacht rock song. You can hear it in that that bounce, that tone in the beginning. Uh, yeah, it's unassailable. So fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. High five. <laughs> Across the room. No, Good this, job, is, bro. this is a mind-blowing song. A great discovery uh, of, a, of what was right in front of our eyes all along. I think we gave half our listeners strokes. I think this is my new favorite yacht rock song. Yeah. So, who are the Pointer Sisters? They are primarily June, Ruth, and Anita Pointer, and sometimes Sister Bonnie. They were gospel singers from Oakland, California, who became background singers for Bay Area rock groups. In 1974, they released a soul, blues, jazz fusion album that, for some reason, its biggest hit was a country song. Yeah, wrap your mind around that. My point is that the Pointer Sisters, they loved variety in music, which is why they made them natural yacht rockers. Mm. Do we know know what Bay Area rock bands they did backup? Uh, They did, like, Grace Slick. Yeah, Uh, yeah, like like your typical San Francisco kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting into, like... Sausalito with like. I don't Journey. know, but I know you love the Sausalito. I do, stuff. I do love the Sausalito. May have been a little early. Huey Lewis in the News. Oh, it was more like, I think, Big Santana Brother and the Holding from... Company. Maybe Santana. Okay, so more, more straight up San Francisco. I think it was a lot of lower stuff, too. They were working. They, they did the work. I'm exciting. I want to go do the research now. And uh, then flash forward to 1978 and what Steve was talking about their album, Energy. And the reason why I really, really, really wanted to get the Pointer Sisters on this list is they pointed out. Yacht Rock before anybody. They had the four pillars of Yacht Rock on their Energy album. They covered songs by Steely Dan, Loggins and Messina, and the Doobie Brothers, and they had Toto playing them behind it. Yeah. This is 1970. They covered the Doobie Brothers' Echo of Echoes of Love, which is an incredible Doobie deep yeah. cut. Yeah, they knew what songs to do. Yeah, yeah, that was the song in the Van Halen episode of Yacht Rock where they where Ted Templeman puts up the smooth pot on Michael McDonald when they're singing it. Oh, I think Coco. Song. I think Coco slides it up. Oh, probably. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, yeah. It was my moment, JD. <laughs> I love this. Now these Pointer Sisters, they don't always do Yacht Rock like a lot of the women on this list, but. He's yeah, so I'd put him on my yacht soul list for sure. He's so shy is amazing, and you tell these sisters they knew what they were doing because if you listen to this song, you're like, this. They could funk the shit out of it. They could make this a lot faster, but they didn't. They stayed in that pocket. They stayed in the yacht pocket. The yacht kit. No, yacht pocket's better. No. Yacht pocket. Yeah, it sounds like hot pocket. Boom. Yeah, sometimes you don't have to force the portman too. It's the place where the bearded guy with negligible rhythm likes to hang out, <laughs> and these girls nailed. Pointer sisters. Oh, of you welcome to the boat. Welcome to the boat on three. Oh, 
Sorry, okay. guys. I ate too many beans. Beans! Good improv, JD. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love the improv-heavy direction this podcast yeah. has taken. Hey, we got works. like two improvs I here I heard beans! It works for Harmontown.com. Uh, Lauren Wood. Please Number one. Leave. Number one song. Uh, Lauren Wood, she was a singer that started in the 60s in a soft organ band called Rebecca and the Sunnybrook Farmers. Oh, man. Yeah. In the 70s. Good <laughs> name. Was there, was, it, was, it, was there opening act Anne and the Green Gablers? Probably. Uh, in the Green 70s. In the Acres? In the 70s, she was singing background vocals for, among other people, Frank Zappa before forming her own group, Chunky Novi, Novi and Ernie. They recorded two albums produced by Ted Templeman. Here's our connection. Uh, the group, especially Lauren's vocals, had sort of a Kate Bush sound to them. Oh, that's weird. And you listen to, you listen to uh, in 89, Lauren released a single for called Fallen for Pretty Woman. Uh, it became a big hit. But before that, she had this hit. She was also in a band called Spriggins of Torrance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh. Spriggins of Torrance. That's where she that's got Southern the California. Chunky. Um, there's Michael McDonald. He sings yeah, background. This lots is of, of backing vocals yeah. on this. To the point where it's almost a duet. She's outdoing Michael McDonald. She's out Michael McDonald Michael McDonald on this song. Yeah, she sounds a lot like him. She's she like learned. She's like they taught her when you get to the Yacht Rock prison yard, shank the biggest one. And, and then so sing with Michael McDonald <laughs> after that. Uh. Invite him to your song and shank him. Um the, the Yacht Rock sounds unmistakable on this. The Doobie Bounce, clear and smooth. The production the, per, the percussion track also sounds very Doobie-esque. Uh, you know, it's produced by Ted Templeman, so he's going to do that Doobie Bounce better than anyone. And uh, you also notice, like, there's a like a conga drum percussion kind of solo in this song. It sounds a lot like something off a of Doobie Brothers album. There's not a whole lot out there about Lauren Wood that, and JD, you pretty much covered all of it. Also, I didn't research her until yesterday. <laughs> but what Jamie mm. didn't tell you is that she had a song on the so soundtrack to Police Academy 3 Ooh. and voiced the character Clark in two separate episodes of the television show Rugrats. Ah, it's amazing. That might have been a different Lauren Wood, too, because it's, it's a common name. No, I think... Yeah. No, uh, the same. she had aliases... Chunky was her first alias, yeah. then yeah. Lauren Wood was her Yacht Rock alias, yeah, and then, and then she went by... Warren Lud. Then she went by, it was it was like uh, Irene something. That yeah. she Kara. Did other Irene Kara. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys hear that little electronic bell noise there? It was exactly the same as on the uh, album version of Barry Manilow's Copacabana. <laughs> you and the Barry Manilow, man. Yeah, I gotta force Barry it in there. That is what I've learned about Steve when doing this podcast. I, Barry Manilow. I am a fan of Lowe. <laughs> uh, her second album after uh, she did this not was, original, by the way. No shit. She, her second album after she did this was called Cat Trick, and is pretty which, yachty. Which is a good one for a second album, not a third. Uh, and then she kind of dropped off the map. I got a bonus track. I got a bonus track to play for you guys since this is number one. Uh, uh, Lauren Wood's got to leave us now. Yeah. Welcome to the boat. Welcome, Welcome to the boat. Number one. So this song. Listen to how yachty this is. Yeah. This song is called Once Upon a Time. No, or no. Twice, twice, twice Upon, upon a Time. time. <laughs> You're by, thinking of the first one. It's more clever yeah. than that. This is uh, the sequel. This is by Maureen McDonald, Michael McDonald's sister, co-written by Michael McDonald and somebody else. It doesn't matter. I guess there's not too many McDonald's. Um, this is her, like her one shot. 
There was this weird animation movie that came out in the early 80s that aired on HBO called Twice Upon a Time. And Michael McDonald wrote a bunch of songs for it, like four songs for it. Maureen sang two of them, Michael sang one, and this is one of those songs. Uh, it was her, her big shot to, to have a solo career. The movie didn't go anywhere. Her solo career never went anywhere. And it's sad because she does so much background vocal work on so many OutRock songs. I just felt like it was really important to feature her and bring her up. Which is why this is the bonus. Because she really only did this one song that you could find. I had to go to the deep web and lose my soul in order to find a clean version of the song. Problematic, Hunter. <laughs> I... It, are there more? Did she do more songs on the soundtrack? She did one more song on the soundtrack, which I couldn't find to save my life. I can't, can't imagine the Russian assassin you have to hire to find that. <laughs> the DVD, the movie was lost for years, and Warner Brothers just released the DVD uh, last year. So no special features on it? It's, I think there's special features. Of just her, I mean, her songs, you know what I mean? No, I don't know. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but you can go to Amazon through the feralaudio.com portal and buy it. Choice Upon a Time. It's a good song. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I have to say. Oh, there's a new Maureen McDonald out there in the world who goes by Mozella and writes a ass ton of songs today. A lot of, so look out for songs by Mozella. It, they're by Maureen McDonald, but it's a different lady. It's a younger girl. Problematic. Yeah. So that's our ladies of Yacht. What's what, problematic about that? Nothing. That's exactly. That's our Women of Yacht show, guys. We did it! Just kidding. I have another bonus song to play because... This one deserved to be on there too. She's another questionable one. Yeah, I I think we could have found room for Melissa Manchester. Uh, she was overall she was more in line with that that kind of Broadway-ish style of soft pop that you associate with like Barry Manilow or Bette Midler. Is that who we're listening to, Melissa Manchester? This is Melissa Manchester. Uh, this is a song from the soundtrack of the film A Little Sex. This is called Your Place or Mine. <clears throat> This it's is pretty yachty. Yeah, it's uh, Melissa shit. Manchester's main connection to Yacht Rock is she co-wrote Whenever I Call You Friend with Kenny Loggins. She has the connections, but nothing... To me, nothing ever, like, is full-on Yacht Rock. But this is close. Yeah, this is pretty close. Yeah. It's the voice. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like I say, it's yeah, more... It's, it's a little... Yeah, voice that's, that just doesn't... That New York musical theater kind of... It's definitely, yeah, she's singing to highly the trained. in the back. Yeah. And, which is problematic for a Hey guys, congratulations, this is our first episode that went over an hour. Wow, look at and, that. And it was hey, a great one to do. at least, yeah, we did, it, we did it with the women of Yacht. We did not shortchange them. We had a lot of catching up to do. Yep. Yeah. It was worth it, totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> Alright, next week kicks off a very special five weeks for oh. Beyond Yacht Rock. Can yep. I say what I thought was missing? Oh, okay. if you wanted, I want to give our archivists some stuff to put okay. on the thing. Uh, hey, look up uh, One Way Ticket by Laura Allen, Faith Walking People by Amy Grant. These, I'm not saying these are perfect. I'm saying just look them up, put them on the thing. Mm-hmm. And the last one, Don't Say Love by Judy Collins, which I'm not sure is Yacht Rock, but I don't know what it is. Man, she's Everybody pretty listen, folky. But, but listen to that Collins one song. Okay. It's so weird. That's okay. what you think. Okay. It should be on our archive. So next week. That's what I thought was missing. Next week, we're starting a new gambit. Yeah, yeah, it's a special five weeks for our podcast. It's our first ever songwriter series. The Beyond Yacht Rock Songwriters Series, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be featuring songs from the most 
prolific songwriters of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Mostly the 80s. The breadth of artists that these people wrote for was mind-boggling. Boggling. Like, their sounds and genres were all over the place, yet their individual songwriting styles create genres of their own. So I'm going to kick things off in the captain's chair with songs uh, by Diane Warren. Don't do any research out there, people. <laughs> yeah, let us blow your minds. If you already know Diane Warren's work, you're going to love next week. Hopefully. It's going to be great. Uh, find this week's Women of Yacht Rock playlist by following J.D. Rizzo on Spotify. Send questions via Twitter at Yacht Rock. Follow JD at JD Riznar. Follow Hollywood Steve at Hollywood Steve H. Follow Dave at David underscore B underscore Lions. Follow Hunter at Hunter Stare. Like Yacht Rock on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. It helps people find the show. You can have more friends that like the show. And then you have more things to talk about with human beings. Yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta find points of connection with human beings. That's yeah. Very true. It's a, it's a good podcast. That's what you have to write on the review. And then bond. we get more famous. Yeah, bond over music. And impress uh, your friends with this playlist. Yeah, and thanks to all our bumper meisters today. If you guys noticed, it was kind of like a potpourri, like the greatest hits of all the bumpers we've had sent in. Love that bumper. Uh, and because we're out of them, send us more. We need new ones. Thanks to Rob Crow and Matt Lee for the theme bumpers. Thanks to producer Dustin Marshall. He'll always be our Tory Malatia. And go to feralaudio.com for more great podcasts and shop for songs you heard today. Through their Amazon portal. And go back and shop for all the other previous songs through the Amazon portal. All right. Good job, everybody. We're not sexist. 60 minutes. We're totally not sexist. Feral Audio.